Hey yo. Shanti and it's Antoinette and you are listening to Around, Around the, the Way, Way Curls. We are two Philly bred best friends who strive to produce content that is authentic, unapologetic, and exalting of the magic we see in ourselves and in you. Join us as we oscillate between love and light and money and dicks because, because duality, duality is, is a thing. Yes, hey girl. Hi. Well, hello. Hi. Y'all got a long ass episode on Monday. <laughs> and I'll start with my updates. I'm not well. I'm not blue tearing up. You hear her? Uh-uh. Stop. I'm not well. I am needing rest. And so this episode, we are, it's going to be short and sweet, but, but poignant but intentional um we're gonna do an episode full of voicemails because we have so many and i hate not being able to we gotta tap into the community let's go community (laughs) so blue near ass just tapped blue needs a right now because she cutting up and she knows it um or go ahead give me your updates that's, that's I, got I got co-star uh s- listen co-star drags me hurts me daily but sometimes it really <laughs> just oh just c- cuts you in the right way they have a feature on it where you can send yourself a note into the future and then your future self self will receive it i got my note and it said you are tapping into your desire keep going and i wept i said oh. shout out to past shanti to my Ask Did you really now. weep? I uh, know I, cause I didn't weep, Why but would I you lie? shed a tear. I was like, "Oh, that's what I said." Oh, that's all. That's it. That's that the is update. it. Mm-hmm. Coast, shout out to Coast shout out to CoStar. <laughs> y'all need to y'all need to tap into that feature. Some people I hate CoStar. People hate CoStar because she be reading y'all, but also she don't be making sense sometimes. Exactly. She be like, you know nothing, yet you know everything, and everything is nothing. I'm like, bitch, what? What does that even mean? This is a Shanti saying. I got <laughs> for real. That's how it, it's irritating. It's like I think sometimes she just says conflicting things to fuck you up and think that you need co-star. It's manipulative. I know. She said I was like a bat, like a box of cigarettes recently. I posted it. <laughs> She's like, you are a Newport cigarette. I was like, it's also like- that's racist, but okay. <laughs> Well, on the last episode, you said that we needed these biases. I did. I said that they were biologically. They're biologically. um, Wait, do you remember bias? I can't get over that. I didn't (laughs) say we need them. We don't need all of the the things we've evolved. I didn't. I said they have a significance. They have a biological significance. I'm going to play that back for you because you absolutely said that they come in handy. They do. They do. When you for when we were fucking with a saber toothed tiger, that nigga better had big teeth, tall, strong. I'm a run. All right, child. 
let's get into these voicemails. If you have a voicemail for us, please call us at 215-948-2780. That's 215-948-2780. So we we normally, you know, we like to have our main topic this this week. I wanted to talk about our personal mission Girl, statements. not you. Here you go telling the back of house. Don't nobody need to know that. Why? I wanted to say that, but I'm saying I am, because people have been writing me like, have you rested? Because I need to rest and not have a an extent, existential crisis on this podcast. We're going to save that. We're going to save that for another time. <laughs> and we're going to revisit it. I can't wait to do it. But for now, we're going to connect with the community because I feel like I need community now more than ever. So first up, here's our first voicemail. Hi, Antoinette and Shanti. This is Makeda. Um, I'm calling in to say that I'm so proud of you, too. I've been listening to your podcast, like, all this week, and it's it's amazing. And... um. Just calling in after listening to episode 212 uh, with Kimbo Wallagy. Uh, first, I'm going to say it's really, really amazing show, really relatable, and um, definitely made me think of my own experience with uh, smoking, with starting to get more comfortable with getting high, smoking weed, doing edibles, um, and how that's all just been pretty recent within the last two to three years, um, and I wanted to say I'm similar to Antoinette where I didn't know how to smoke right, and I remember trying it a couple times in college, but never feeling anything because I wasn't inhaling, apparently. Then a few years um, ago, I met someone that did take the time and kind of learned how to smoke correctly, and I see what the hype is all about, and it has been amazing. I can't wait for you to experience having sex while you're high, too. Yes. And I hope that everyone, every woman, man, can experience that in their life. Um, And also, Kimbalology, that's amazing that you pole dance. I also am a pole dance instructor in Philly. And um, if I'm ever in Chicago, I would definitely, definitely love to come and take class and stop by your studio and just, you know, hear all of your stories from, like, competing in Australia it's insane like I know to get to that level is so intense and so hard so just can't only imagine just you know that experience um and you all should definitely do around the way curls pole dancing event pole dancing episode class whatever you like it's it's amazing and um I would definitely love to be a part of that and again, I'm so proud of you too. Like seeing you from Kappa 05 and just seeing how far you two have come, um, it's, it's amazing. But I hope you all are doing great. Have a great day. Did she say Michaela or Makeda? Makiba. Maki- I don't Child. think so. That might be Makeda from Kappa. Cause I know that she pole dances now. Makeda. I, I think it's Makeda. Makeda. Like we went to school with her. What up, Makeda? I think if it is you, shout out to you. If it's not, shout out to you. That's the ship. The pattern says, "I would love to take a pole dancing <laughs> class with you." I That's think it funny, would be. Antoinette. 
absolutely ridiculous. We do should. You want to take a pole dancing? I class would love with me? to. I cannot do any of the things, but I also want to take one of those ride classes with you because somebody sent me a link. Girl, I think that will be so much fun. And you when don't we think get, so? well, listen to for that. Now that's some top tier visual content. That's some top. Not tier. everything is content. Damn it. Can't we just have That's a the moment? only reason I would take a... No, uh, we would take the class and then we could shoot the content in the house on the pillows. JoJo could shoot it for on us. On the pillows. <laughs> JoJo would be like, listen. <laughs> like, you're not doing it right. I've been listening to Murder, She Wrote, and it goes on <laughs> something like this. <laughs> ah! Anyway, shout out to Kimology. Kimboology. What did I just say? Shout out to you. You know who you are. It's a great episode. Anyway, oh, we got to hit her up too. She wanted our mailing stuff. Did you ever give it to her? Had one job. All right. Here's another. Here's another voicemail. Hi. This is Alasia. Okay, so I just had a quick question. So I was just thinking, like, in a scenario, say you, like, meet a person and I guess a professional setting, and um, maybe you get, like, a weird energy from this person, or you just feel like, you know, something off. If, if that person offers to shake your hand, both you, Ashanti and Antoinette, are you going to shake their hand? And is there ever a time where somebody reaches out? I guess, you know, COVID has made it so much different now, but... When you're in person and somebody offers to shake your hand, do you just give it up, like, without even thinking? Have you ever just declined? And, like, how does that situation usually go from there? I've just been thinking about, I guess, how I feel like a slave a little bit to politeness. And also, I guess I've seen a couple of videos of how that is the exact thing that, you know, people who manipulate narcissists, psychopaths, they take advantage of that, that so many of us just want to be liked, want to be accepted, and we want to be polite, even when a person is clearly acting very weird, very against, different versus how we feel and believe. And I don't know, it's just, it's also scary to not do that. Like, I cannot... I uh, don't want to be rude, and I don't like that that matters so much to me because I front face, like, like I'm going to do whatever I want. Like, I, I've literally, my dad taught me if somebody tries to make you do some stuff that's non-traditional or something, like, you don't have to do anything you don't want to do, but I don't live like that, and I don't even think he really lives like that. So, just, like, y'all give me some insight. Okay, thank you. I love you guys. Ashanti, I really like how you're blossoming lately. Like, I love how you're showing up. It's just so clear. You're so much more invested in everything you're doing. Like, proud of you. Amazing. Inspiring. Okay, that's all. Bye. This sweet being. Is she calling me Ashanti? Is she calling you Ashanti? But that's all right. (laughs) She loves you and she's proud of you. You see me. Don't don't be a slave to politeness. Tell that lady how to say your name, Shanti. Shanti, I love it. <laughs> it's a hard one. Alasia, I, can I? So I was in a room 
Mm. They put in the loose. I was in a room with someone who declined a handshake once. From you? No. It was somebody else. It was me. It was a work atmosphere. It was it was this year too. It was myself, another colleague, and someone else. A a, new, a different colleague came in really excited and put their hand out to shake them. And the person was just like, oh, I don't shake hands anymore. <laughs> and it was awkward because they thought the reason minute. why I was, it was awkward because the person who was put their hand out thought they were playing. And then oh. the person looked, stared at him like, no, I'm not, I'm not shaking your hand. And so it was this, <laughs> it was this exchange that was an interesting one, but I wasn't mad at them either. I think, this is where radical honesty and I don't see eye to eye. This is where I lie my ass off and I'll be like, oh, I'm not feeling well. Like, I don't want to. I always will make it about me and say, I'm not feeling well. Even if like I've sat in rooms with no one else has a mask on. I have a mask on. Oh, I'm, I think I was someone around me was sick. I don't want to expose anyone. And people will just be like, oh, thank you so much. Like you're doing them a favor. I think it is. I am absolutely a slave to politeness. I will not lie at all. I can't even tell somebody this doesn't feel good. <laughs> Still struggling there. Me too, so, child. Sorry. It's, we don't have the answer for you. You shake answer. my hand. You put your hand out. I'm shaking it. God damn it. <laughs> High five. I'm there. <laughs> Hugs. Let's go. But what if the person makes you feel uncomfortable? I think that's a valid point. Like gives you the creeps. I think we we're we're playing, but I think it would be really powerful to say. I don't know. What do you say? I, th- I like what you say. I'm, I don't. I'm. It's COVID. Like I'm. I'm sorry. I'm not shaking hands. And then they go shake you, somebody. They go hug somebody else. A friend of mine. <laughs> right. It's tricky, but I, I think it's also. Or do you say like, hey, some of your behavior has actually made me feel uncomfortable. Do you say that? Do you God say like, damn, hey. Antoinette. If you you had a big dick, you would. That's big dick energy. No. Absolutely not. I'm just, well, what if she's saying this person makes me feel uncomfortable, gives her the creeps. Yeah, don't take, listen. Then you shouldn't, it's like when little kids, when we force little kids. Like what? Well, people in the workforce do that. (laughs) What? (laughs) The fact that you don't know people who shake hands just shows what a little creative you are. But... (laughs) I, I'm really saying like th- that's real. I, I, I think this is a valid question and I don't have the answer, but I I hope it's like, honestly, it's like when little children get the creeps out, get the creeps from an adult and we force them to say hi, we force them to this yep, out of that one. politeness. Yeah. And it's wrong. I think that's when you just have to say, or you can either just not do it. You can just not do it and say nothing. Or you can, if you're really uncomfortable, you can blame it on I'm not feeling well. Or you can say, I I actually don't, I don't hug. I I, I know someone as well. My, my place of work is interesting. She doesn't like to be touched. And she makes that really clear. I love She's it. She's a very nice person. Yes. She's super... Um, jovial yep. she's very welcoming but she does Keep not like to be touched yeah she's just like i don't like I, I i know it's and she'll say like i know it might be feel strange it's not anything about you it's a me thing i just don't like to be touched i love it that's it 
Put the fucking boundary up. Show us the way. Matter of fact, do it and call us and let us know how it went. Because I'm probably hugging and high-fiving if I'm being completely Listen, honest. Hugging Tricky. and high-fiving and hating it. <laughs> no, God. <laughs> All right. Here's another one. Hi, Shasta and Antoinette. Um, my name is Kristen, and I love your show. Just wanted to start off by saying that um, this past episode that y'all had, um, one that I'm on is brought up the uh, elections in Florida, um, and it touched the nerve. I'm not even going to lie. Not what, not anything that you all said, but just what is going on in Florida in general. Um Back in 2016 and 2018, I worked in the elections office. And how deep, like, voter discrimination is in Florida is, I mean, people will never know how deep that shit is. This is, it's absolutely ridiculous. Um, because what most people don't know is that Back in the day, I don't know if it's like this, so prior prior from, like, 2020 and I believe 2018, if you had somebody that was a convicted felon, they didn't have to, they had to wait seven years to even be eligible to vote. Like, it wasn't even that, well, seven years after being convicted. So let's say you got out of prison in 2010, right? Um, and you were a convicted felon, you got out in 2010, you would have had to wait until 2017 to even be eligible to apply for what is called clemency. And once you're granted clemency, then you can be able to register to vote. But the thing about the clemency process is that it could take years for clemency to be granted. Um, back when I was working in the elections office, the Clemens, the state clemency, um, board was backlogged three years because, of course, like, these politicians, when they try to think about, like, how to fund certain offices, they're not trying to fund positions that would help process clemency applications for felons to vote. No, they weren't doing that. They weren't allocating funds for positions to do that, right? So, it was backlogged three years. So, Let's say you, back in 2010, again, just taking it back to the example, you were released from prison, you want to vote, you wouldn't be able to vote until 2020 for the most part because you would have had, that's the earliest, because you would have had to apply for clemency and then you would have to wait seven years to apply for clemency, actually, and then the clemency office would back long three years. It's absolutely ridiculous. So I say all that to say, that I am not surprised that they are over here arresting people at the polls. It breaks my heart. I've heard of that before, that they would arrest people for convicted felons for voting. Sorry, cut off, but I'm almost done. Um, you know, I've heard of them arresting people um, for voting before, for this. Um, and so it does not surprise me. It does not surprise me that the poll workers do not know the law. Um, because that's what they want. These people, these politicians want to make the laws as complicated as possible so we won't be able to interpretate them on our own where we have to do that research. Because even me working in the elections office, we had to reach out a lot of times to an attorney to, um, 
to um, a lawyer to determine, like, law, to be able to depict or interpret for the law. But, so it's just like these oppressive laws, they don't even have the, the function. They don't even have the resources to manage these oppressive laws, which is what they want. They want it to be disorganized because they don't want people to feel empowered and be able to just function in society. So thank you for bringing that up. I really appreciate your podcast and all that y'all are doing. I love this episode, and I don't know, y'all are near and dear to my heart. Thank you. Mm. Yeah, thank you for sharing that on the fucking ground, baby. Damn. You go and vote. You finally think you're going to go and vote and then shit like this happens. You finally have the right to vote and then shit like this. Imagine. Imagine it. Be a flame. Mm. Thank you for that. (sighs) Um, Yeah, I don't have anything to add. I mean, I think it's, I think just like she said, it's by design. It is by fucking design and that mm, yeah anybody who when we talk about certain things and they (laughs) you have like personal insight i love hearing that um and i hope that you continue to share that with us because share that with a lot of people yeah the fact that poll workers are having to call lawyers and to interpret make a tiktok of that spread it around fucking tiktok i'm telling you tiktok is the information that that's why if you want to get big on TikTok, tell your little stories. It's a storytelling one in the way that it sounds like you about to start a TikTok for us, Shani. I think you would be brilliant on TikTok. I think you could quit every job you have. I don't understand how to navigate it. I don't get it. I'm like, where are these people? Who are these people? I'm not follow these people. Why are they coming up on my feed? I don't understand. Well, that's an easy thing. That's a, that's a YouTube search. You just YouTube it. YouTube university to show you how to navigate it. You hold us down on TikTok. I think it's a great idea. You're brilliant. On to the next one, Queen. (laughs) I can't even hear you, but whatever. (laughs) Next up, we have another voicemail. Hello, ladies. I'm listening to episode 213, Wake Up, Mr. West. And I just wanted to leave a quick thought. Kudos to you for taking the time and doing a thorough and informational recap of Kanye's most notable antics. I listen to a lot of podcasts that discuss what's culturally happening in our community and I've I've grown increasingly frustrated with folks' lazy approach when discussing things. It's like they just read the headline from a Shade Room post, and that's about the death of what they're going to present. Not understand y'all aren't journalists, I didn't go to school for this, but even some of the more popular podcasts have gotten kind of roped into wanting to be the first to talk about something, and it shows when you didn't even take the time to read multiple sources. And I got to say, this contributes to the digital age of spewing misinformation. It's just getting lazy. And I'm so glad that y'all don't do that. Um, but anyway, keep up the wonderful work. Love y'all. Oh. That was Girl, nice. we do be doing that sometimes, though, okay? <laughs> don't say that. That's not true. <laughs> sometimes. You'd be like, what? You'd be like, Brazil. What the fuck is the name no. of the president's name? Let me tell Bazzalo. you something. Y'all. Like, hell is y'all. going to... The world is going to hell. I can't tell you exactly why, but... So Shanti's referring to last week. I edited it out because I was so embarrassed with how I fumbled talking about elections in Brazil that are very important. 
And I would like to summarize it here and now. No. But I still don't remember (laughs) these names. All you got to know is that the progressive candidate won. That progressive candidate was put in he jail. He might be a criminal, though. He might. <laughs> Don't do that. Be working spe- for the you're mafia. Spewing, <laughs> you're spewing misinformation. I- that is, he did serve jail time <laughs> for for corruption. But everyone, belie- most people believe that that was false. Listen, that, that, is, was progr- that is abolitionist theory. Not you. you listen, listen. Let me finish, please. They could be redeemed. <laughs> Let me redeem myself for the mishap that was last week. And he was basically, he is just one of these very prominent political figures on a global scale who does, who did a lot of good for Brazil. He was a person. He is a person rather. Girl, who, I know you're not going so, into this. Let right me finish. Now. You pissing me off. He was a person that championed Ooh. the working class. <laughs> And he also <laughs> so is going oh. to support the Amazon rainforest. Girl, not in you. Anthony, I'm you're dead. so sweet for you're believing everything, nerves. first of all. Not you thinking he's going to say today and not even know the Silva. Well, I don't have to know. I know the, I know the story. But Bo, Bo, I don't know how to say his name. Bolsonaro. That's a problem. Bolsonaro. <laughs> he is the person that lost. He is super duper conservative yeah. <laughs> and he's already saying that the election was stolen. So he is basically the Trump of South America's is what they call him. But thank God he was not reelected. Okay. But we thank you for your call and I'm We're sorry. We're trying. I needed to fix that because I was really <laughs> embarrassed, even though nobody heard it. Anyway, next up, we have this. Oh, that's the wrong one. See, now you got got me slipping. My bad, Joe. I'm not. That's right. It was right. It's Yasmin. Um, I just heard an episode where a caller left a message regarding um, the meeting. Nope. Can you please write this down? That's not the right one either. Here's the right one. She called multiple times. Hey, ladies. My name is Yasmin, longtime listener. This call is actually for Antoinette. Um, I believe it was last week you said something about wanting to record your grandmother and get some of her narrative on the record and absorb some of those stories and wisdom that she offers um, as long as she's still here with us. And I want to encourage you to do that for the obvious reasons, but also... Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. 
VR training platforms like the one developed by Fundamental VR and Orbis International are helping surgeons train over and over before operating on real patients. As you practice each skill, the muscle memory starts to develop. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. As you write your life story, you're far from finished. Are you looking to close the book on your job? Maybe turn a page in your career. Be continued at the Georgetown University School of Continuing Studies. Our professional master's degrees and certificates are designed to meet you where you are and take you where you want to go. At Georgetown SCS, the learning never stops, and neither do you. Write your next chapter. Be continued at scs.georgetown.edu slash podcast. Because um, I lost my paternal grandmother when I was in my early 20s. She was one of my best friends. And in the years, like, leading up to her passing, we talked a lot about sitting down with a tape recorder. And this was in the 90s. (laughs) And um, getting some of her personal history on the record and, you know, me just being able to ask questions and, like, gauge a sense of who she was over the years and and where her people came from. Um, Unfortunately, we kept putting it off, and then we lost her. And that is probably one of the deepest regrets I have, like, ever. It is um, an eternal regret of mine. And so I just want to encourage you to do that ASAP. Like, don't put it off, even if you guys have five minutes to talk about her people, her family, her loved ones, her community, um, any significant relationships she had. Just get it on the record. It's beautiful, and it's not something that we should take for granted, and I encourage you to do it as soon as possible. That's it. Peace, y'all. I love you so much. Keep doing it. All right. Thank you for that. Yeah. Yeah. That that's good because I'm I'm actually going home for for Thanksgiving and I need to do that. You're right. Yep, you're right. That's it. Do you have anything? I hope that I'm sorry that you're living with that regret. I hope that you put your story down in a way that the people, your loved ones, and the people around you will have a piece of you by the, you know, when you're gone and that you're doing that moving forward with, with the folks in your life. Regret. I don't think she would want you to have regret. She lives on in you, but I feel you. And I I appreciate that encouragement. Mm. Um, One more, not one more, a couple more. Hi, Antoinette and Shanti and um, around the Wake community. If you guys play this, um, I called before, and I don't want to get into my message, but you guys said some really kind words, and I really appreciate that. But I have another question. Um, so you guys haven't really been talking about, like, assault and Me Too, but I noticed that listeners are calling in with these concerns. And I have a question. What... How would you handle, okay, I'll preface this by saying, and I'm going to have to call back, and I'm really going to try to make this suffice. Um, so we know that Twitter is like 
a free for all. People can just say things and make accusations and say, you know, and it's like, oh, this person assaulted me. Oh, this, and you know, usually it's you know, believe women. I'm a woman. I I'm so with that. That being said, we also know that sometimes people can take advantage of that and just say things. And I'm curious where the line is and how you would handle that. I'm currently in a situation where um, I decided to see someone um, we met on a dating app, and everything's been going really well, no big deal. And um, as we were getting to know each other, um, and we exchanged Instagrams, so it was like, hey, I saw on your Instagram that sometimes you post things from Twitter. I, which means you're active on Twitter, obviously, and I just want to let you know that a few years ago I had this thing on Twitter where someone accused me of raping them. Um, and, you know, it was a friend, and she, we had a very consensual sexual relationship, and, um, you know, she just kind of went on this thing, and of course, everyone believed her, and kind of went on this whole, like, thing that basically ruins his life, and how a lot of his friends kind of shunned him, um, even though it wasn't true. And I come to find out, apparently, the girl had some other, like, mental things and whatever, but she never went back online and fixed it, and of course, you can't unring a bell. And, um, I'm really conflicted because, I think that her experience is valid. I know that it's valid. That being said, I wasn't there. Um, you know that saying, like, whoever kind of gets their story off first wins. And because he came to me about it first, um, I'm conflicted, you know, because I see it from his side. Like, you know, I know people just kind of, you know, people can say things out of, you know, misinterpretation or whatever. Um, and I want to keep myself safe. That being said, I'm, like I said, I'm very conflicted. I don't know what to do. Do so. I'm curious about how you guys would handle it and what you think, um, because the Aziz Ansari situation comes to mind, where the woman said that she was assaulted, but then when she kind of laid out the facts, it's like, eh, gray, you weren't really assaulted, you know what I mean? And so I don't know. What do you guys think? Um, I'm curious to hear you guys talk about it. Love you guys. Bye. You sure know how to select these voicemails, girl. Whew. <laughs> <laughs> these Don't are literally the voicemails. You know how to ask a motherfucking question. <laughs> Chanti? Listen. Women, Me Too was a space that bring language, bring. Mm. <laughs> Heard it. Heard it and ignored it. Keep going. That brought language and accountability to a dynamic in society that, you know, um, was perpetuated against women violently. And a lot of women were silenced. I think with the, with the um, emergence of Me Too and the way it freed up a lot of women and people in general to speak about their violations, um, it also created this broad stroke because we are stupid humans and not able to really always capture all the nuance and the complexity of what it is to be fucking human. So it's like, girl, I don't know. <laughs> saying words, say. I'm just saying words you and trying to words. bring it together, but I don't know <laughs> what to say and I'm so sorry. Girl, that's a lot. I, I, all that to say is you can't believe everybody like but also Every- we need to believe women like <laughs> I, that's girl ah that is complicated all right I, I think you should um okay 
I think you should. Um, I think that it, I think it, it says something that he said something. I think mm-hmm. that it that it that he. I I wonder what he said. Like what? How did he explain the situation? Um, I don't know. Maybe you reach out to girl. Like I don't know if it's a real. If it's something that really really concerned you, then you should probably try to get in contact with her maybe and figure it out but that is really hard if Mm -hmm. it were me i if you're feeling conflicted i i think it's important to tell him that you're feeling conflicted yeah like oh this is a lot whoop wait it's a lot it's given a lot um and then you met on a dating app so you don't really know him that well so i think the if you are going i think take it very slow listen to what your intuition is telling you mm-hmm. she um knows. i would That's be right. very weary about it go back to when he told you did he preface it like all right let me get ahead of it did it feel like he was positioning himself and positioning her and putting her in a certain light i heard that she has some sort of mental health issue Mm. did he offer that who offered that information Mm. because that's we can also bring up mental health issues to try to dismiss people dismiss and invalidate someone's experience Mm -hmm. she can have a mental health issue and still have been raped Mm -hmm. talk about it i think but again if he came to you sincere and was like, listen, this is what happened. Because on the uh, on the flip side of that, sis, I know two men who it it ruined their lives completely. Like it it threw them on a trajectory, put them on a trajectory rather where I don't. They never really quite made it back after a false accusation. Um, and the and the young woman took it back, but the damage had already been done. And and they were young men and they, they didn't get to go to the colleges they wanted to go to. It, just, it truly like one of them passed away as a result of him having to survive in the world, in a world that dismissed him, that, that cast him out. So that is that experience for men is very real as well. I think you really have to listen to yourself. I think you really have to be honest with him and if you are feeling uncomfortable, there are other people to date. <laughs> and if you're just feeling weary because of the information, there's ways to navigate dating him, meeting him in public places. He needs to show and prove. And, and, it's, and, it, and it's unfortunate because if it isn't true, it's unfortunate, you know, but you need to feel comfortable. And if he offered this in an earnest way, then he should be able to understand. It might be frustrating for him and he can be honest with that about that with you. But he also needs to understand like you're a woman, you need to protect yourself. And that's that. Beautiful. You know. Yes. Listen yep. to yourself, that's listen sound. to yourself. And if anybody else, you know, has I know that there's around the way girls folks that come through and you know, they offer their own advice. So if you have advice, let us know. call in for her. Yeah. Right. Call in for her and provide some insight. All right. Here's another one. Hey, ladies. Um, this is Olivia. I actually called a couple weeks ago. So look at me. Um, I'm responding to the Wake Up Mr. West interview. Um, 
I have had a lot of feelings about the conversations around Kanye West for a while now. Um, and it's something that I argue with my friends. Well, not argue, but disagree with a lot of people about because um, I think there needs to be a different course of conversation in regards to his behaviors. Um, I think these instances over the course of the last couple of years have continuously demonstrated a lack of empathy towards individuals with psychotic illnesses. Um, we talk a lot about mental health. Mental health is a buzzword right now. Um, we talk about mental health, all type of things. Um, but often we are talking about the more common and less stigmatized um, mental illnesses such as depression and anxiety, things that people can relate to in their everyday lives. However, in regards to psychotic illnesses, um, there is still a, a level of individual blame in regards to the behaviors that occur with certain illnesses. Um, so Kanye West has bipolar disorder. I'm not sure um, if he has bipolar one or two um, in the severity, which I don't think any of us really know the severity of um, his bipolar disorder. But I think we kind of casually say, okay, well, he's not ill, he's not well, um, he's not doing, you know, he's not all there, um, as if it is something very casual. Um, but having a psychotic disorder is very, very, very severe. Um, I grew up with a parent who was um, eventually diagnosed with schizophrenia, um, and so I get really triggered sometimes from having conversations with people like, mental illness doesn't make you say racist things. It doesn't make you say this. And my response is it can um, because if you were to speak to my mom, um, especially when someone is unmedicated or not being treated properly, my mom was a big Trump supporter. Uh, mind you, my mom is a black woman from the projects in New York, very liberal her whole life um, until she got sick. And then we, me and my siblings experienced a whole new person, the same way that we talked about old Kanye and new Kanye. We have a completely different parent um, than we had when we were younger. Um, but I say that to say that a lot of things that my mom believes in now, um, a lot of things that she says now are not things that she would agree with 10, 15 years ago um, before she was diagnosed, before her illness got more severe. And so I think those are things that we should take into to account, and I agree with um, Antoinette when you said that we need to have accountability because we are giving him platforms and all entertaining him. And so, like, when my mom has um, a psychotic break and she's saying things that are off the wall or, like, the way that Kanye's words don't make sense, my mom speaks the same way, and I'll say, okay, mom, we're going to let you. We're going to back. Okay, I never wanted to be the person that got cut off, but what I feel like is very – this is very important to me, but um, – when my mom is having um, a, a psychotic episode and we recognize that none of her things are making sense or she's out of herself, she's out of reality, um, we allow her to just talk and we don't respond. We don't give her any argument. We just let her run through that process. Um, and so what I say in my house is if my mom had a billion dollars or a million dollars in a public platform, the same thing that is happening with Kanye would be happening with my mother. Um, and so it's what would happen if people would stop responding to everything or, like you said, stop using him to build their platforms and allow him to have his episodes. But because he is at such a high level, we can never just allow him to process an episode because he has so much fame and power. Um, and so it's really interesting to hear the dialogue, but I, I – I want people to think about um, the severity of psychotic illnesses and that they're not just, it's not the same as um, having 
anxiety. It is not the same as having depression. There are literally things in your mind that are out of your control, beliefs and narratives that are built around in your mind that are not reality. Um, and so I think things like that are things that we need to take into account. And that doesn't, I'm not justifying or excusing anything. The same thing, the same way I feel with my, with my mother is we cannot justify all of her behaviors. However, we have to empathize and understand the severity of her illness so that we don't take these things personally and we don't argue with her or we don't look at it as aspects of her character. And I think that's what's kind of missing is that level of empathy when it comes to psychotic disorders. Anyway, that's all. Two voicemails. Ugh. Alright, bye. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's a mic drop. That's beautifully Absolutely. said. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yep. I, I I don't have anything to add to that. She summed it up. And thank you for sharing that about your experience, you know, with your mom. Ciao. It's everything is nuanced. Everybody thinks they're right. <laughs> it's so tricky but there's we're all hum- having human fucking experiences all right two more two more okay so hi this is my first time doing this um i just want to say i obviously love both of you love shanty love antoinette y'all are fucking hilarious i found you from um Mandy's podcast, not uh, the Horrible Decisions one, even though I love that one, um, the one that she has with uh, Bridget, but it's, I, I came over here because you were talking in their Halloween episode about how, you know, you're 30, and where are you going to see yourself in the next, like, 30 or 35, my bad, one of those years, um, and then you're going to be 70, and you're like, you know, how how is my life going to go, and Honestly, I feel like I'm just stuck right now. I'm in the same position. I'm 25 years old. I just, I don't know what I'm doing. I want to break out of it, and I want to get, you know, better and do something. I just don't know how, and I just, I I don't know. I, I hope you guys have some tools, have some anything. I feel like this is all over the place, but I just... I want to make my life better. I want to be better overall, not even just in a financial aspect, but just mentally, physically, everything. And I just, I really, truly just don't know where to start. So if you can help me, and yeah, you, love you so much. Um, yeah, and then that, that's about it. I hope you guys have a great day. I hope you guys have a great time filming, even if you don't read this or play this. I hope somebody listens to it because I just, I'm stuck. Oh. Not 25. 25, girl. And you want to be better? You ahead of the game. <laughs> you ahead of the curve, baby. When I was 25, I guess I wanted to be better, but I wasn't calling, actively trying to figure out how to do it. I was just saying it. <laughs> I, I don't, I am the one that said I'm struggling. So Shanti, help. <laughs> no. <laughs> Come on. Um, I, I, I've, I've, I wish I had more context of what's, what, is happening i think the i think the source of so much of our um struggle is just how we're thinking so i wonder what like thoughts are cycling in your head around your limitations around what's possible for you i wonder what um in what ways do you feel stuck? How long have you felt that way? What are you attached to? What is the thing that you feel like you 
can't let go of? What is your sense of security surrounded by? And once you figure all that shit out, then it's like slowly unraveling all of that and and realizing that there's more possibilities for yourself and um, being in practice of of discovery. That's I, I don't I don't know enough to to know. I think those are the, I think those are great tools, Shanti. I think. I think you saying you asking those questions. I I suggest this you write those questions down. The Shanti just asked, especially where does your sense of security come from? Because most often we feel stuck when we're afraid and we're stuck in the do, do we're stuck doing the thing that keeps us where we are, but where we are is what we know, and we're comfortable there. And so write down, first answer the questions that Shanti just asked, I think. And then write down what you want. This is what Shanti always says to me. How do you want to feel? What do you want your life to feel like? Not how much money do you want to have? What title do you want to have? How do you want to feel when you wake up in the morning and when you go to sleep at night? And really like... I'm still figuring out how I want to feel. I'm, I'm, yeah, I'm still very much figuring it out, which is why I'm saying, why I was saying what I was saying on that, on that episode on see the thing is, um, I think the first step is to admit out loud that where you're at, you don't want to, you don't want to feel like this, you know, current, current state. I don't want to feel like my current state. All right. What about my current state feels uncomfortable? What changes do I have in my like within my wheelhouse right now to shift at the very least? Because we know that life happens. Circumstances are real. Some things are not always in our control. When I had my reading last week, the woman that did it offered, she said, if you can just create a couple of habits, whether after the work day you love water, you go in the bathroom and you get in the tub and you stay in the tub, you put Epsom salt in the tub and then you let the water drain and you imagine the work and you stay in the tub while the water drains and you imagine the work day draining down that, like washing Mm -hmm. off of you and you let that salt bring out the energy from you. Like literally take it out, put it down the drain and you're refreshed and ready to do something different. If you need to be in the sun, just stand in front of the window for two minutes. Just stand there and breathe. Take your time. So you have to find these these little ways where you can insert self-care without it feeling like another job. But the main thing I think, and I highly recommend you get the how by, why can't I ever say the woman's name? Yard, what's her name? Yarsa Daly Ward. Get the How by Yarsa Daly Ward. She's much smarter than me. And that's another book that was recommended to me by Shanti. But as I work through that book, all of the questions that I need to ask, that I need to answer and ask myself are in there. All of the things that I need to remind myself on how to live urgently are in there. And all of the reasons why I have panic attacks around 
where I'm at currently <laughs> are in there. <laughs> and and the panic attack is good. The panic attack is the reminder, you know, that, hey, you've got to do something different. That's universe literally saying, this isn't, this isn't what you need. This isn't what you want. And like, you need to shift or we're going to shift something. Mm. So that's, a, I would just recommend getting that book. Word. Do you think the artist's way as well? Depending on the artist's way is, right? yeah. Artist's way. Yeah. I, I need to get the fucking artist's way, but that is, that is definitely, uh, yeah, it's in the noticing. It's really small. I think we think it's in these big things, but it's in, it's just like, damn, I keep having this thought that keeps coming up. Like mm-hmm. it's very, very small and slow and steady. Yeah. And I hope you feel encouraged because truly the fact that you're even asking for tangible, you know, resources and ways to shift means that like you're going to do it. So, yeah. All right. Last, last one of the evening. All right. Hi, my name is Lauren. I'm from New York. I'm from the Bronx. I'm listening to episode 212. First of all, I'm a new listener, um, and I love the show. I don't know why I wasn't listening a lot sooner, but um, I'm listening to episode 212, and you played a message from a woman named Wendy, and I'm just, I'm here washing my dishes and literally in tears. Um, Just over the fact that this individual kept mentioning their appearance as, you know, a a reason why, you know, people didn't believe them. Um, And it made me think about how just, like they mentioned, people are perverts and it has nothing to do with appearance. But it is important, like you guys mentioned, that we recognize that this has nothing to do with what you look like. People are predators. These individuals are predators, and they need to be held accountable. Um, and it, it is just truly heartbreaking that um, we, as women, think that, you know, the onus is on us, you know, for for actions of others in a way. You know, she said she mentioned that she felt dirty or she felt nasty because of what this other person did. And obviously that holds people back from um from speaking up. Uh this is probably gonna be a controversial thing to say, but I think it's important that we as we're talking about the Me Too movement, um we mention or we think about who is the creator or who is the person behind this movement. It is a woman that many would not consider conventionally attractive, right? And she, with this, her assault, her own assault, her own experiences was a catalyst for starting this entire movement that has brought to light all of these issues and all of these, um, all these things that are happening to women. Um, and, it is it is something that is so important right now, and it's had again nothing to do with her appearance, but her actual experience. And I think it's uh, important that people kind of get rid of that uh, that that mindset that like, oh, I'm not, you know, I'm not attractive or whatever. There's so much more to it, you know. There's there's so much more to it, and it, it has nothing to do with appearance and everything to do with people trying to take advantage of. Um, of individuals, um, and 
I just, I, I understand Wendy's viewpoint, and I understand how much pain this holds to have to relive an experience and then not be believed, but I, I do hope that she knows that her speaking up right now is so important. I was leaving a long-ass voicemail on my last message, but my name is Lauren. I'm from the Bronx. I was just uh, speaking about episode 212 and the caller, Wendy. Um, I just want to finish my thought. I never leave voicemails. I don't know why I was so compelled to say this, but um, where I got cut off was where I was saying that I hope that this uh, individual, Wendy, realizes how important uh, coming forward in her statement is, although obviously it's painful and you don't want her to feel like she is being put in a position to have to relive that pain. Um, what she is doing with bringing forth her statement is helping stop an individual that may, if he harms her um, or attempted to harm her, there is no doubt in my mind that this individual tried to harm someone else or actually did. Um, so using her voice in that way is so, so important, um, and obviously it is a painful thing to experience, but I just hope that they know how powerful um, their action is and to hold on to that, um, that this is something for you, but it is also something that could save many other individuals from this predator. Um, and, uh, yeah. That's all I wanted to say. Um, I, I hope that one used a story and, you know, and well, I know that she is in a lot of pain, but it's just something that was on my heart and I wanted to express. So thank you for all the work that you're doing. I'm loving the show. Bye, y'all. I love how this community lifts each other. I love that. Community. They will call and lift somebody else up that they don't know. It's a true community. And also how much Wendy has cracked open stuff for other people. Yes. You know? Um, yeah. Yeah. I I really appreciate, I appreciate that call. I, I think, yeah, I think it's, again, another perspective to have. Thank you, Lauren from the Bronx. And Wendy, we, Wendy, Wendy, we love you a lot. That's a lot of people that love you, Wendy. <laughs> and they don't know you, but they love you. And Except and I appreciate you. We appreciate you for for your courage and for your generosity. Um, yeah. You're a fucking really dope human. Do you have anything else to add to that, Shanti? No. I shout out to the Runaway Curls community. We appreciate y'all. We are in relationship together. We are in a relationship. I think we've all fallen in love. Wow. It's getting weird over here. I love it. <laughs> all right. Until next week, good people. With, with that, we are out. You have just heard an Around Away Curls John. Follow them on Twitter at ATW Curls and Instagram at Aroundaway Curls. We out early. <laughs> Very good. All of us all outweighs humanity's obstinance. You seem to try to do everything alone, but who needs to speak in our society?
society, we take advantage of our pheromones.